let, let me get into what I feel God's put on my heart. Recently, um, in an experience I had, I felt like God was focusing again my attention on Isaiah 61. If you've been around here for the last uh, month or so, you've been, been hearing about that. And as I was beginning to read and as I have meditated on Isaiah chapter 61, I began to realize that it's such a picture and condition of, of really the, the, the church at large in not only our nation, but probably in the world. I also begin to see in that text that there were important answers or helpful answers for the condition that I begin to see. And that the power of the Holy Spirit was making things available through what we were reading in Isaiah 61, uh, known as the great exchange that would result in a church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, not only in our nation, but in the world, to become the powerful church, to rise up and to become the in-time church without spot or wrinkle. So with that being said, I want to again read Isaiah 61. I hope you're not tired of reading Isaiah chapter 61. It's, it's living. It's, it's got a heartbeat to it. You'll never exhaust the Word of God. If you get tired of a particular verse, it's because, because, because you're, you're, you're not doing that verse. Because you think you know it, but you really don't know it. In Isaiah 61, this is a passage of Scripture that we know Jesus used and preached from regularly. Uh, we have reason to believe that Jesus, Jesus would often go from town to town, place to place, and he would open this text and read it and then preach about it and then demonstrate it. So in Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, it says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This is Isaiah prophesying about the coming Messiah. Messianic uh, chapter here. And he's prophesying this 700 years before Jesus would actually be born and fulfill Isaiah 61. And this is what he said concerning Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord of God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus starts his ministry at the age of 30. The very first message he ever preaches is he's handed the scroll of Isaiah, and the Bible says he found where it was written, which is Isaiah 61, and he begins to quote Isaiah 61 some 700 years later. And when Jesus gets done quoting it, he says, this has been fulfilled in your sight and your hearing. Isaiah 61 goes on to say, this is what the anointing upon Jesus does. This is what the anointing in our life does. It says, to console or help those who mourn in Zion, Zion is the church. It's a picture of the church. Would, would there be mourning or sorrow in Zion? Yeah, yeah, a lot of times the church is as depressed as the world. Shouldn't be so. 
but, but the Bible says there's an anointing that, that causes this exchange. Notice, to consult those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty, notice, for ashes. So, so, so the Bible, God Almighty, is introducing the great exchange. Notice it's beauty for, there's the exchange for, ashes. Now, up to this point that Jesus had not come, we were stuck with ashes. Hmm. It wasn't until Jesus said, this is now fulfilled, that you have an opportunity to see beauty for your ashes. To give, designed to give them beauty for ashes. Notice the next thing, the oil of joy. Notice four, there's the exchange for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Again, we were all stuck in a condition of mourning and ashes and heaviness. But when Jesus came in Luke chapter four, he says, this day, this is fulfilled. Therefore, you don't have to be stuck any longer. There is an anointing that can transform you called the great great exchange that moves you from the ash pile into the beauty, that moves you from the mourning or the sorrow or the depression into joy. There is a garment of praise that releases you from that heaviness in your life. It doesn't glorify God for God's people to be brokenhearted. Hear that. It doesn't glorify God for his people to be depressed and discouraged. It doesn't glorify God for us to be in lack or need or to be sick and diseased. Jesus came. There's an anointing that came upon him that's now upon you to undo the works of the devil. Today, this has been fulfilled. You can't have beauty for ashes. Come on, you can have joy and happiness, and you can, come on, you can have a garment of praise that'll cause you to sing instead of being depressed. Well, the Bible says when that great exchange happens and when that, that, that evil is undone in your life, then you, us, the church, Zion, can begin to do and be the church that God has called us to be. And that's why it goes on and says in verse three, it talks about what this church looks like in the end time. Then they'll be called oaks of righteousness, the planning of the Lord, so that they may display his glory. Then they'll rebuild the ancient ruins Then they'll restore the places destroyed long ago. This is the mission of the church. Come on, God wants us to rebuild our families and our homes and our neighborhoods and our cities and our community. God wants revival to come to our community, to our, to our state, to our nation. So they'll restore the places destroyed long ago. Then they'll renew the ruined cities and the places destroyed generations ago. Then your enemies will come to care for you. Come on, you'll be called the priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. You should be fed with the treasures of the nations and shall glorify. And, and, and show glory in their riches. Instead of being put to shame, you will receive double portion of prosperity. That, that's the end time church. How I many know God talks about a wealth transfer out of the hand of sinners into the hands of the... Come on, is anybody going to help me preach today? I know it'd be easy for me to get stuck. There's so much we could talk about here. But, but this is a picture of who we're supposed to be. Not, not tomorrow. Today. Come on, the glorious church, not, not the COVID church, the glorious church, the healed church, the delivered church. He says, instead of being put to shame, you'll receive double portion of prosperity. Instead of being dishonored, you'll be glad to be in your land. You'll receive double share of riches, a double share of riches there, where in your land. Don't have to move to Texas to get it. 
Come on. You can stay right here. Come on, you can get it right here where God has called you right here. Uh, and you'll be filled with joy that will last forever. Hmm. Once again, look at verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We, we've spent many weeks talking about giving them beauty for ashes, beauty for ashes. I, I shared on that. We get practical things. We've had Andrew Nava minister on some practical things. We had Rob Golden last week minister. How many of you, how many of you enjoyed Rob Golden last week? Just minister some practical things. The process. We had Jason Green in here in a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks just really going after the practical things of how to make the exchange beauty for ashes. As Rob talked last week, there was a process involved. And then last time I was here, I talked about the oil of joy, which is a, a name uh, for the Holy Spirit, the oil of joy for, 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 for mourning. Talked about that, and I've got so much more, and that's what I had been preparing, the oil of joy. I feel like there's so much more we need to understand about joy. Joy is, is an anointing that God puts in your, in your life. And I got done with all of that on a Friday, and God said, no, that's, that's not what you're going to talk about. You're going to talk about Thanksgiving. And so then I begin to go back through my years of files to see things that I had taught about Thanksgiving. I said, well, I'll just maybe dust one of those off and we'll use one of those. Hmm. You know, we'll, we'll update it. It says, God, no, I'm not using one of those. I want you to talk about Thanksgiving and I want you to find it in the text. I said, Psalm 61 doesn't talk about Thanksgiving. He says, well, he says, if you look hard, you'll find it. God says, you need to teach about the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So today I'm going to talk about the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I want to use this, this title for my message. Here it is. Are you ready? Put it on. I want you to turn to your neighbor beside you and just say, hey, put, put it on. It's time to put it on. on, on online in the chat room, just come on, type it, put it on. Somebody shout, put it on. Come on, somebody shout, put it on. Father, I pray for the next few minutes that you give me clarity and utterance to speak. It's a mouthpiece from heaven. God, I thank you that this is a right now word for a right now people. And I thank you, Lord, that you always confirm your word with signs following. God, we huddle around this moment with great honor and great expectancy. God, we need your help today. We need your help today. Come on, does anybody need God's help? God, let answers be released. God, let there be an anointing to destroy every yoke and remove every burden. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. What's interesting to me is in the Old Testament, there are 11 Hebrew words translated praise in our English Bible. Now, seven of them are dominant or primarily used in translation from taking the Hebrew word into our one word, which we call praise. So in order to really understand when the Bible says the word praise, the English word praise, you would have to go back and at least look at all seven of those Hebrew words to fully, truly understand when God says you need to praise, you would have to understand those words to really get the idea of what God 
is saying. Remember, he says, I'll give you, he says, he says, he says, I'll give you the garment of praise, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That, that word praise can come from primarily seven different Hebrew words. So I want to give them to you. We've done a little bit of this before, but I want to really give you the most basic, uh, uh, the simplest definition of these words so that you can see uh, kind of where we're going today. So here's the most basic definition of these seven Hebrew words translated, um, translated uh, praise in our English Bible. Here's the first one, todah, which simply means a thanksgiving choir. When we were singing uh, a while ago, that is tada. We are one choir. God is, God is, in, he inhabits the praises of his people. God, God shows up in that choir of thanksgiving as we sing. That's the reason why it's so important. When we come together, that, that, that's, we're not just trying to get to the message. No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're the choir and we're, we're praising or giving thanksgiving. It's called the thanksgiving choir. That's tada. Everybody shout tada. Barak is the next one. It means to kneel in thanksgiving, to kneel in thanksgiving. Here, here's the third one, Tehillah. Tehillah, this is to sing a song of thanksgiving. Now, you need to make sure you pronounce that correctly. It's not tequila. It's Tehillah. Uh, you might sing after you drink some tequila, but I'm not sure that it's going to be worship, so... Um, What's interesting is Tehillah is the specific Hebrew word used in Isaiah 61. Are you okay if I teach a little bit? It is the specific word used. I'll give you the garment of praise or the garment of Tehillah <laughs> uh, for the spirit of heaviness, and it is to sing a song of thanksgiving. Hala is the next Hebrew word. Uh, so we're actually, where we also get our word hallelujah, it means to give thanks by being clamorously foolish. Hmm. Yada is the next one. It means to give thanks with extended hands. Zamar is the next one. To give thanks with musical instruments. That's what our band was doing. As they're playing, they're actually giving thanks through their music, through the drums, through the piano, through the guitars, through the string instruments. They're giving thanks through uh, musical instruments. Here's the last one I want to show you. It's Shabbat, which means to give thanks in a loud tone. To give thanks in a loud tone. So that primarily when, when the Bible says give praise, that's all inclusive of these seven Hebrew words. Now, does anybody notice a pattern here within these seven Hebrew words? Notice that all of these Hebrew words are just different ways of expressing thanks. I want you to see that. Very, very important. Every Hebrew word that's pr uh, primarily used in the, in the, in the Bible is just, just a way of expressing thanks. Why? Because that's what praise is. When he says, I'll give you a garment of praise... Really, what he's talking about is I'm going to put something on you where you're going to give thanks, that you're going to express thanks. Expressing thanks is giving praise. I need you to understand that, you understand that the word praise and thanksgiving is connected. In other words, to praise God is to give thanks to God. To praise God is to give 
thanks to God, and thanking God is praising God. So the garment of praise could also be called the garment of thanksgiving. The garment, I said, I'm going to give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, or I'll give you a garment of thanksgiving. Hello, thanksgiving. I'll give you a garment of thanksgiving for the spirit of heaviness. Now, now, in the Bible, what's interesting is that the Bible talks about many types of garments. Uh, it talks about the garment of righteousness. It talks about the garment of salvation. It talks about garments, m- many of them, garments of glory. Uh, the Bible talks about a garment of favor. The Bible talks about a garment of healing. Some of you need that today. The Bible talks about a garment of conviction. The Bible also talks about a garment of deception. The Bible talks about garments, plural, garments of sin. But in Isaiah, catch this track with me, in Isaiah, it talks about a garment of praise or a garment of thanksgiving that replaces a spirit of heaviness. Three people got excited about that. I'm hoping to recruit some more before this service is over. Now, notice... It's a spirit, the spirit of heaviness. Notice, because the Bible starts off talking about the Holy Spirit, but then it includes another spirit in Isaiah, the first three verses, and now it talks about a spirit of heaven. He says, I'll give you a garment of praise, a garment of thanksgiving for the spirit of heaviness. It's a spirit. Notice it's a spirit, but this spirit is not from God. It's not Holy Spirit that brings the beauty and the joy and the healing and the liberty, but this spirit is the ungodly spirit. It is, it is a spirit, Satan himself, that brings heaviness into your life. It's a spirit. It's not just Monday. It's not just Tuesday. It's not just the dog pooped on your lawn. It's a spirit a spirit that brings heaviness into your life. This word heaviness could also be translated grief. It's a spirit. Sorrow, sadness, depression. It means darkness. It means weakness. It means to become feeble and to be dull. Wow. God says, I've given you a garment of thanksgiving, a garment of praise for the spirit of grief, for the spirit of sorrow, for the spirit of sadness or depression. And I've just come to tell somebody today, as I laid this foundation, that some of you have worn those clothes of sorrow way too long. You wore those clothes of depression too long, the clothes of sadness too long. And you might be saying, well, how do I get out of the spirit of heaviness? I've come to tell you today, you've got to change your clothes. You have to take off the clothes of heaviness and discouragement and depression, and you do that by putting on, you do that by putting on, I said you do that by putting on the garment of praise. You know, it's interesting in Ephesians chapter 4, it says put on, in the King James, it says put on the new man. Uh, In the New Living Translation, it says put on your new nature. Uh, you, you got to put it on. You don't just come on. You got to, as believers, you got to put on what God has made available. That's what I've come to tell somebody today. It just doesn't come on you. You got to put on. You got to put on the joy. You got to put on. Mm, you got to put on the praise. Put on your new nature, created to be like 
God. Well, God's not sick. God's not poor. God's not sad. People say, well, you know, I just can't come to church. I'm feeling under the, world, uh, under the weather. Well, get out from underneath the weather and come to church. God, God's not sick. God's never tired. Come on, we, we can live higher. We're faith people. I said we're faith people. Now, this is what I want you to understand. A garment is something you have to put on. A garment, that's the reason why I said put on the new man. A garment is something you had to put on. I'm going to go slow because i got to make sure we get this, and then we'll wrap this up. We, we're not going to be long, long today, but i got to make sure this teaching part, the foundation, you get it. A garment is something you have to put on. You have to put on the garment of praise. Hear it again. You have to put on the garment of praise. And this is where the problem is with most Christians, church-going people. For many believers, so many will not praise God because they don't feel like praising God. They say, well, if I, if I, if I don't want, they say, I, I don't feel like praising God. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of discouraged today, and, and I just don't want to be a put-on. I don't want to be a put-on, so, so, so I'm just going to be who I am. I want to keep it real. However I feel is how I feel. I don't feel like praising God. I don't feel glad today, so I'm not going to act like I'm glad. Uh, if I'm sad, then I'm just going to be sad. I'm going to, I'm going to be real. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it real. I don't want to be fake. I'm just keeping it real. I don't want to be a put-on, right? And that's why people don't praise God. We come in and I just don't feel like praising God. Well, you're never going to feel like praising God. You've got to put it on. All that God has for you, you've got to put it on. You've got to put on that, that garment of praise. Well, I just don't want to be a put on. I want to keep it real. Yeah, real carnal, real fleshy, real ungodly, real unbiblical. Just want to keep it real. Just, I just don't feel 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 like it. Now, trying to get you to understand this point. This room is full of garments. How did you get into your clothes today? You had to put them on. <laughs> um, what if you would have refused to put them on? Then they wouldn't be on. And this experience this morning would be a whole lot different. We are to put on the garment of praise. Yet so many don't do it because they don't feel like it. Yet think, think about this. Now track with me. Hear what I'm saying. Think about this. You didn't feel like you had what you put on before you put it on. No more rewind. Say that again. I want you to catch it. You, you didn't feel like you had what you put on before you put it on. If you would have waited until you felt like it was on you before you put it on you, it wouldn't be on you. You had to put it on before you before you experienced it, before you felt it. Some of you need a little bit more help. So, Andrew Nava, I want you to come up here. You brought your coat with you today, right? Come on up here. Bring your coat on up here. And I want you just to kind of 
right over here and just kind of. Andrew Nava, a Closet 49er fan. I cannot believe you. Some of you need to get your cameras out, take some pics, post it before the end of the day. I want to see it all over social media. Super Bowl champions, that's awesome. So, 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 Andrew, I'm really cold. I'm freezing. We just spent a week. We were freezing. I'm really cold. Andrew's response to me was, here, well, put this on. This, 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 this will help you. And, and I could look at Andrew and say, well, Andrew, I'm just, I'm not a put on. You know, I just like to keep it real, right? If I'm cold, then, then I'm cold. But, but Andrew would say, but, but if you put this on, you, you can get warmer. Yeah, but Andrew, come on, man, I'm, I, I'm going to keep it real, and I, I'm just not a, a put-on, right? I just live it how I feel it. Hello. Now, Andrew, don't get me wrong. If I start feeling warmer, then I'll put it on. If I feel like praising, then, then I'll praise. But to be honest with you, I just feel lousy today. I just feel depressed today. I just feel sad today. I just feel discouraged today. But, but, but if I start feeling it, then, then, then I'll, 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 I'll praise. But, but I don't want to praise because I don't want to be a fake. I, I want to just keep it real. I don't want to be a put on. But the Bible says that we are to put on that we are to put on the nature of God. We are to put on the garment of praise. And if you put it on, you'll start experiencing what you put on. And the reason why you're not experiencing what you... is because you're not putting it on. Now, now if I was to put this, this, this on, I don't immediately get warm. But if I'll put it on, I'll get warmer and warmer. Come on, somebody, and I'll get warmer and I'll get... I'm here to tell you, you might be discouraged. You might have your back up against the wall. You might be sad and depressed. But if you'll put on the garment of praise, I'm here to tell you, things will start getting better and better and brighter and, and joy will come and strength will come into your life. Somebody shall put it on. Thank you, Andrew. Come on, shout again. Put it on. You don't, you don't wait till you feel it. You put it on so you can feel it. Come on, somebody. You put it on so you can feel it. If you'll put on the garment of praise before the circumstances change, before the heaviness leaves and the depression leaves, things will begin to change in your life. The feeling always comes after you put it on. As believers, we get up praising. As believers, we go to bed praising. Come on. As believers, we praise God when we feel good, and we praise God when we don't feel good. As, as, come on, as believers, 
When things are good, we're praising Him. When things are not going so good, we're praising Him. In everything, in every situation, we give thanks. Notice what Psalms 30, 11 through verse 12 says. You turned my loud crying into dancing. You removed my clothes of sadness. See, the, the, the sad clothes don't come off until you put on the new clothes. Until you put on the garment of praise. You remove my clothes of sadness and dress me with joy so my heart will sing your praises. I can't keep silent, Lord. My God, I will praise you forever. Come on, that's some good stuff right there. Somebody shout, put it on. Why do you need to put it on? Why do you need to put this garment on? Because it replaces the spirit of heaviness. That's what Isaiah 61 teaches us, that the garment of praise, the garment of thanksgiving replaces that, that depression and that discouragement and that sadness. Well, well, I just don't feel like doing it. I don't want to be put on. No, you put it on so that you can feel it. You put it on so that you can experience the joy and the strength of Almighty God. You know, David understood this principle. In fact, David prays, and the Bible says evil spirits would leave. Saul, in fact, was being tormented by demons and devils. And the Bible says that Saul would call for David, and David would come and bring his harp. And the Bible says as David would play his harp, the evil spirits would leave Saul. Let me read it for you. You'll see it here in 1 Samuel 16, 23. It says, and whenever the tormenting spirit troubled Saul, David would play the harp. That's the zamar, giving thanks through the, the, through the instruments. David would play the harp and Saul would feel better and the evil spirit would go away. You just being in here in this moment, you being here in this room, just being in the atmosphere of praise, you watching online, just being in the atmosphere of praise. When praise is going forth, when thanksgiving is going forth, when we're putting on that garment, guess what's happening? The devils are fleeing, they're running. They're getting out of our life. King David knew this so much so that he was absolutely addicted to praise. Now, remember, to praise means that, that you're giving thanks. You're expressing thanks. Psalms 119 verses 164 says, this is David himself. He says, I stop to praise you seven times a day, all because your ways are perfect. David, King David, knew the importance. He was addicted to praise. It says in the message translation, seven times each day, I stop and shout praises for the way you keep everything running right. Man, I hope you're connecting the dots. You don't have to be depressed anymore. You don't have to be sad anymore. God has given you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, but you've got to put it on. And David put it on and demons fled. David put it on seven times a day. When's the last time you praise? Don't leave praise just for church. David prays seven times a day. Now, now, the Bible also teaches us that David prayed three times a day, morning, noon, and night. But he also took praise breaks. Some of you need to take a praise break. David took praise breaks all day long. Well, that was his way of putting on the garment of praise. Why? Because he would get heavy. He would get sad. He would get depressed. But he knew how to cause that to get out of his life. 
The next time you're feeling sad, put on the garment of praise. The next time you're feeling depressed, put on the garment of praise. The next time you're mourning, how do you get out of your mourning? You put on the garment of praise. Because if you yield to that heaviness, it'll get darker and darker and worse and worse and worse. But God's got a remedy. God's got something that can fix you and heal you and deliver you. And it's not in a pill and it's not in a bottle. It's called the garment. Come on, somebody. It's called the garment of praise. Somebody shall put it on. Come on, we're going to end this year with some joy in our heart. We're going to end this year. wonder why he was a man after God's own heart. He understood the importance of praise. Why do you need to put on the praise garment in your life? Because it activates God's blessing. Notice what it says in Psalm 67, verses 5 and 6. Let the peoples praise you. Oh, God, let all the peoples praise you. Then, what, after you praise him? After you give thanks, then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. Notice your praise. Why do I need to stop and praise him? Why do I need to give thanks to him? Because your praise activates the increase and the blessings of God in your life. Oh, that's some good stuff. I needed that. You you see, the devil don't want you to hear this. He wants you to buy into how you feel feel so you stay depressed and you stay sad because if you ever get a song in your heart and you ever start praising and put the garment of praise on, guess what? You're coming out. I said, you're coming up. You're going to increase. Come on. You're going to be blessed. You'll be ready to live and not die. You'll be ready to get out of the bed and take on the world. Shout, put it on. Come on, shout, put it on. Why do you need to put the garment of praise on? What brings increase? It brings blessing in your life. Removes the the heaviness, the depression in your life. But here's why you need to put it on too. It gives you access into God's presence. Psalms 100 verse 4 says, enter into his gates with... Come on, I know you know these verses, but don't mean that you're doing them. Come on, we all know this, but are we doing this? I've come to remind you, you got to put this on. you got to put your praise on. And if you'll put it on, you'll start feeling it. You'll start experiencing it. And the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. There's thanksgiving. There's praise. It's all the same. Be thankful to him and bless his names. Notice your praise. Your thanksgiving is what accesses God's dwelling place in your life. You enter. You get in. It's the passcode. It's a password. It's how you get into the presence of God. Now, this is just a little bit of Bible trivia here. I think it's very interesting that four out of the seven Hebrew words are actually in this verse. It's a very unique verse in all the whole Bible. But four of the Hebrew words are actually in this one verse. Let me show you Psalms 100 verse 4. Notice it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's the word tadah. And into his courts with praise, that's Tehillah, be thankful, that's Yada, to him and bless, that's Barak, his name. For to God's trying to emphasize something. You want to get a hold of me? You want to be in my presence where your joy is made full? You want to come nigh to me? Here's how you do it. You've got to get some thanksgiving in your heart and life. You've got to put on the garment of praise. 
Let me read this through a paraphrase now. It said, would say this if we were paraphrasing this. It said, enter into his gates with a thanksgiving choir and into his courts with singing praises. Be thankful by extending your hands to him and bless him by bowing down before him. Woo! Ah, I'm going to amen myself today. Oh, this is helping me. I don't know about you, but my Thanksgiving is going to be a whole lot better. My Christmas is going to be a whole lot better. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when people start putting on the garment of prayer, I remember a couple weeks ago, I was standing right here on the front row, and, and I hadn't seen this in a while, but one of our worship leaders, one of our worship leaders, all she did was she just did this. And I felt the heaviness leave the building as she was bowing. She wasn't even singing, just bowing before the Lord, giving thanks to Him. And I felt the spirit of heaviness go. You know how we run off heaviness in our church services? Come on, in your lives, in your families, in your home, in your business? Come on, in that hospital room? You gotta put something on. It's called the garment of praise. You've got, you got to put it on, not because you feel like it, but you've got to do it so that you can experience it and you can feel it in your life. Oh, what would happen if God's people would begin to give Him praise and give Him thanksgiving? I'm here to tell you, your world would drastically change. You couldn't be sad no more. You couldn't be depressed anymore. You couldn't be heavy no more. You'd be blessed. You'd be increasing. You'd be experiencing His presence. Come on. Is anybody here today? Somebody shout, put it on. You know, Jesus put this garment on. I mean, give me just a couple more minutes. We're landing the plane here. Jesus put this on several different times, but I'll just show you two. Jesus comes to a a people who who have no food, and they find a little boy's lunch. Just just two, two fish and five loaves of bread. Two sardines and five crackers. It wasn't enough to feed the 5,000 men plus women and children, which meant there were probably 15,000 people there. And, he, and Jesus had all he has. he has. He has nothing. He has just some crackers and some sardines. And what does Jesus do? He puts on the garment of praise. He puts on the garment of thanksgiving. And he takes what little he has and he lifts it up. And the Bible says he gave thanks unto God. He gave thanks unto God. And what was in his hand after he gave thanks was multiplied. And the Bible said it fed all those people as much as they wanted. And then they picked up the leftovers and had 12 baskets. That's shocking. It's almost like we read the, yeah, I know. No, you don't know that. 12, how do you get 12 baskets of leftovers when you don't even start with that much, when you only start with two sardines and five crackers? That is a miracle of multiplication. What happened? Jesus put on the garment of praise, and he says, I know how to get increased in my life. I will give thanks unto my Father. Hear this. Nothing grows in your hands without giving thanks. Oh, you ought to write that down. Nothing grows in your hands without giving thanks. Jesus gave thanks and it was multiplied. Come on, you need a miracle today? You don't need to borrow more money. 
You need to give thanks unto God. You don't need another credit card. It's not the new job you need. No, you need to give. It's your thanks that'll cause increase to come into your life. And then God can lead you and direct you. What you need, I'm here to tell you. If you'll give thanks for what's in your hands, God will multiply. God help me. I hope you're getting this. I hope online you're getting this. I know my wife preached this, this message to me Thursday. She says, I, we're done. We're done talking about what we don't have and what's going wrong. Come on, we're, we're done talking. The, we're gonna start giving thanks for what God has done. We're gonna start giving thanks for what God is doing. Come on, somebody. Somebody shall put it on. Somebody shall put it on. It's not gonna happen by itself. You've gotta be intentional. If you'll put it on, heaviness will leave. Increase in blessing will come. Come on, what's in your hand will begin to be multiplied. Another occasion, Jesus comes to a man that's been dead four days, Lazarus. The Bible says he shows up where they put him in a tomb. And Let me just read it in John 11, verse 41. It says, so they rolled away the heavy stone. And Jesus gazed into heaven and said, Father, thank you. He's putting on his garment of thanksgiving. Lazarus is dead. How many of you have dead situations in your life? Look like it's over. Look like it's done. Look like it's a dead end. Jesus comes to a dead situation. And notice what he does. Father, thank you that you have heard my prayer. Then with a loud voice, Jesus shouted with authority, Lazarus, come out of the tomb. Then in front of everyone, Lazarus, who had died four days earlier, slowly hobbled out. Jesus gave thanks. And what was dead came back to life. Now listen to me. Some of us have even lost loved ones this, 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 this past couple years. And we're grieving and mourning through that process. Perhaps you can't get them back, but I'm here to tell you life can still come out of that situation. Somebody needs to hear that. In every situation that you feel like has died in your life, I'm here to tell you, life can still come out of that situation. That is the God we serve. But it's going to require something. It's going to require you putting on the garment of praise, the garment of thanksgiving, because if you, if you stay put in the grief, if you stay put in the morning, it's going to take you down, and your life's going to get darker and darker and darker. And God says, I have an exchange for you. I have a garment for you that will take and remove the, the spirit of heaviness in your life. Jesus knew the importance. I could show you other ones, but Jesus knew the importance. Andrew Nava talked about the, the man with leprosy. Ten of them got healed. One of them came back to give thanks. Jesus, it's interesting, made a note. Where's the other nine? In other words, Jesus makes a big deal out of you giving thanks. He doesn't want you just to get your miracle and run off and do your own life. He doesn't want to increase you so you just park another car in the garage. He doesn't want to bless you so that you can just spend more time chasing your sports. He wants to give you life and that more abundantly so you could be on mission for Him. Is anybody here today? I mean, you, just, I mean, you all act like you already ate your Thanksgiving turkey and you're sleeping. Come on, somebody shout, put it on. Hallelujah. 
put it on. Put it on. There's a reason, a purpose of why God, God, God says, where are the I, I, I didn't give them healing so they could just run back to their life and do their own thing. They should have came back and gave me thanks. But one man came back and gave him thanks. And the Bible says he got, he got whole that day. Sozo, salvation, wholeness. It's the Hebrew word. In other words, leprosy was, was a disease that they had no cure for. It would just rot away your flesh. And so no doubt many of those 10 probably had missing fingers or toes or limbs or noses or ears. Those are the things that, 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 that leprosy would just eat away. The Bible says they got healed as they were going to the priest. They got healed, but only one came back and got whole. What, what's the difference between healing and holding? They got healed of the disease, but whatever that man was missing, he was made whole. If he was missing a nose, he got his nose back. If he was missing an ear, he got his ear back because he was made whole. When you give thanks unto God, you receive wholeness from God. What, what, what does that look like? That, that what you've been through, you don't look what you like what you've been through. The, those other nine, they look what, what they had been through, they, they looked like what they had been through. But this one, he didn't look like what he had been through. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they went through the fire, but they didn't look like they went through the fire. They didn't smell. I'm here to tell you, your Thanksgiving, you might go through hell, but it doesn't look like you've been through hell. Come on, you might have gone through some stuff, but it won't look like you've gone through some stuff. Come on, somebody shout, put it on. Here's the last one. We all know this one, right? Paul and Silas at midnight, huh? In Acts 16, the Bible says they're in prison, they're shackled in chains, they're awaiting execution, and, uh, and uh, they're in the lowest parts of the dungeon. They're, they're in the sewer of the dungeon, they're of the prison. You, you don't feel like putting on praise. You're shackled. You're getting ready to be executed in the morning. You don't feel like praising God. Oh, but Paul and Silas, they knew something. They knew if we'll put the praise garment on, then we can see the power of God. And I want to read it. It says about midnight, verse 25, Paul and Silas were praising and singing songs of thanks to God. Notice praise and thanks. The other men in prison were listening to them. And all at once, the earth started to shake. The stones under the prison shook and the doors opened. The chains fell off from everyone. What is that? As they gave praise, as they gave thanks, they began to be delivered from what they were in. Your praise is a weapon of deliverance. Your praise is a weapon of when you put on the garment of thanksgiving, when you put on the garment of praise, I'm here to tell you, you're coming out. Shackles are coming off. Prison doors are opening up. Come on, somebody shout, put it on. You, you know what I like about that? Because some, some, some of you need to understand, the Bible says that they praise, but everybody's changed. Everybody's prison doors were open. I'm here to tell you, your praise is affecting your home today. Your praise is affecting your marriage today. Your praise is affecting your kids today. You're not just coming out, but as you put on the garment of praise, your whole family is coming out. Somebody shout, put it on. Just stand to your feet. The Bible says, all the chains fell off from everyone. Your weapon, 
Your weapon of deliverance is your praise in your mouth. It is your giving of thanks. I think this is interesting. 73 times in the Bible, 73 times, specifically, it tells you to give thanks. Now, there's other times where it just says thanks, but 73, 73 times in the Bible, God says, give thanks. Thanks, giving. Give thanks. What would happen in our life if we lived a life of giving thanks? Deliverance would come. Heaviness would have to leave. Sadness would not be a part of our life. Depression wouldn't be a part of our life. Come on. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances. Not for all, but in all. In other words, you just put it on whether you feel like it or not. In all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We have people say, well, I'm trying to find out what God's will is. I just told you what God's will is. Give thanks. Live a life of thanksgiving. Your deliverance is on the other side of your thanks. Your abundance is on the other side of your thanks. Your joy and peace is on the other side of your pain, of your, of your praise. Your victory is on the other side of your praise. But I can't praise for you, and you can't praise for me. God won't praise for you. You got to put it on yourself. And if you'll put it on, life will start getting better. Come on, life will start getting better. Come on, you'll get warmer, and you'll get warmer. Come on, and all that stuff the devil's trying to put on you will have to, will have to exit out of your life. Just put your head, reach your hands to heaven. What does that look like? It, it, it looks like this right now. Ta-da, we're lifting our hands. That's part of praise. What if, what if, what if, put your hands in, what, what, what if, what I've just spent the last 45 minutes telling you is really true? What if, what if you really believed what I just taught you? What if Christians really started believing God's word? I wonder what we would begin to look like. Church, let's refuse to do the religious thing. Let's not waste our time. Man, if we're just going to do the religious thing, I'm, I'm out of here. I, I'm ready to go to the bar. Re- I hate religion. Just to show up and do a religious activity that's not going to help anybody, shoot me now, put me out of my misery. But if there's hope and help and deliverance and healing and increase, come on. Come on. Come on, if we can be blessed, if we can get rid of the spirit of heaviness, if we can have God's best, if we can have God on our side, if we can see signs, wonder, and miracles, then sign me up for that. What if what we're preaching is really, really true? I've come to tell somebody it really, really is. And if you'll put it on, your life will be different. Your week will be different. Your thanksgiving will be different different. Come on, raise your hands one more time. Come on. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc slash give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.